We are The Table, and we are so glad that you have taken time out of your week to join us. Here at The Table, it is our hope to move you forward in life and faith over the course of this message. At The Table, we do things just a bit differently. We pose questions in real time, and we want to give you some time to wrestle with those questions as well. Again, thanks for joining us, and we hope that this message moves you forward. Good morning, Table family. Yes, good to see you today. I can kind of see you today. The lights are kind of bright, but hey, uh, great to have you here this morning. My name is Brad. I'm one of the pastors here. If you're new here or it's your first time here, uh, I want to know that you are here today, and so we'd love to connect with you. Uh, there's a card in front of you today, and we'd love for you to fill that out. In fact, all of us hopefully will be filling this out at the end, uh, and so if you want to go ahead and put your name on it this morning, that is fine. John, can we get some lights here in the room so people can see what they're doing this morning? Uh, that'd be awesome. And if for some reason when you walked in today and you're new and you didn't get a mug from us, by the way, these table mugs are fantastic, um, and you didn't get one, I want you to see me after and we'll make sure that we get you one uh, before you leave today because we want to just thank you for being here this morning. Uh, it is a big day for us. It is Vision Sunday. I was telling uh, the worship team this morning, uh, I grew up in, in Ohio and my grandparents would always call it Vision or we would go Fishin, and, and so I've made fun of them for so long that now I have a hard time saying vision. <laughs> so at some point I get excited during this message and I say vision, uh, you know where it came from. I'm not a hillbilly, it's just you shouldn't make fun of people, that's, that's the point. But <laughs> one of the things uh, I want to talk about this morning is this, well first of all, I can't, I can't, we can't forget last week. You remember Super Bowl Sunday last week, um, it was last week, and of course you all submitted cards. Thank you for helping us choose who didn't win because uh, all of you except for one chose the Chiefs. And so we told you whoever picks the winner gets a prize from the table. And so, man, I'm just so excited to share this with you today. Uh, this morning, uh, we are giving the winners a table team signed football. Every staff member's signature I would not be excited about that. Anyway, but in addition, we'll give you a mug just to make it a little bit better, right? These things, by the way, uh, these mugs are fantastic to drink coffee out of. So the winner, the only people, uh, by the way, I should speak to them more often because they apparently only have, uh, they're the only ones here who know how to predict the future, are Dave and Lisa Festin. So congratulations on picking Tom Brady last week. Uh, yeah, you can come up here, Lisa. I will set it right here and you can just... Grab, I'm telling you, this will be worth some money someday. It will be worth some money someday. <laughs> yeah, before, you give her a big hand, yeah. Uh, before we dive in, um, before we talk about where we're headed over the course of this next year, um, I, I just want to celebrate where we've been over the last year. In fact, one of the things we love to do here at the table is we love to celebrate. And when you walked in, it said the party over this room, and we just envision this time uh, celebrating what God is doing in your life, in our church's life, and in the community. So uh, here's just a recap quickly last year. If you're a giver here, uh, you've already received this letter, so you already know these numbers, um, but here's, here's what we did last year. In our first year as the table, uh, we baptized 19 people, which is just amazing for a young church, baptized 19 people. Uh, 50 for 50, this year, uh, you gave almost $2,000 in 
in meals to people from District 86 to help people during the holidays with food, which is amazing. Almost $2,000. Yeah, celebrate that. 124 backpacks were raised by our children's ministry, which, and, and of course, you were part of that as well. That's $3,100 given. Yes, you can clap for that. But here's the cool thing about that. All of that went to supply Taft Elementary's kindergarten with filled backpacks. I mean, could you imagine showing up as a kindergartner your first day, handed a backpack with tools and supplies ready to go? Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. I love this. Yeah, 294 and more children's lives were impacted this year because we partner with Love Moves Us. You may remember during Christmas season when things were crazy and busy, uh, Jason called me two days prior and said, we have 200 baskets that we have to give away and you guys were generous and helpful in helping us deliver those to people and families all over the Chicago land. So yes, 294 children's lives, adoptive and foster families because we partner with Love Moves Us was changed. I love that. Uh, I love this. We support Global Missions. $2,650 went to missionaries and went to people all across the world to support those who are leading the charge in other countries. And then lastly, uh, during Christmas, we had so much fun as a staff. Uh, we gave away, I love our schools. District 86 calls us and just says, would you be willing to pass out goodie bags during Christmas? And so we were able to pass out 385 goodie bags. And it wasn't just a goodie bag. It was a chance to basically jump in somebody's window and say, man, have a Merry Christmas. This is from us to you. And it was a little card from the table in there. So cool, so cool. So those are some numbers. I know that, you know, that's a lot, but can we celebrate how much you've contributed and how many lives you have changed over the last year? You remember, I showed you a card. I showed you a card of a family that sent us, and there were over seven people on that card who said, thank you for feeding our family during the holidays. Truly a major, major impact. So, Let's get started. I know you're like, Brad, we've been at this for 10 minutes. Um, good news, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. We have a lot to cover today. And so today is Vision Sunday, and we've never had a Vision Sunday. Uh, this is the first time. We've only been open for about a year and a half. And so Vision Sunday is about discovering where God is going to take you and where he's going to take us as a church over this next year. I think... Leadership is about one's ability to live into a new future. And so part of my role as your pastor is to help you see and us see the vision that I believe God is taking us toward. And it impacts you directly this year. And so this morning, uh, I want to read this story over your lives. I'm going to re read the story of Jesus, the scripture over your life. And here's the thing. Whenever we see Jesus encounter people, Whenever we see Jesus encounter people, we should pay attention. Because these aren't just people in the story. They are people like you and me, whose lives are changed forever and who make an impact in the world. And so today I'll be reading from, from Mark chapter 3. And if you're new to church, you're new to faith, or you don't, you don't know a lot about faith or the Bible, that's okay. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't even know how I got this job, but um, some days I wonder. But we will help you and guide you through this. We'd love to get a Bible in your hands before you leave today. But if you're like, who's Mark? Uh, Mark is this guy. I love this. Mark is a guy who sits at the feet of a person we're going to encounter in the story. And he transcribes this story for this guy. 
It, it would be like you meeting somebody who was at Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. They were there, and now they are telling it to you, and they're saying, I remember the crowd. I remember the moment. And they're sharing what they saw, what they heard, and what they witnessed. And you're writing it down because the story is so powerful. And so this morning, Mark is sitting at the feet of somebody who has experienced a powerful story, the story that's told today. And we're going to be in Mark chapter 3. Would you stand with me this morning as we read this together? By the way, we stand this morning to, to posture ourselves to receive God's word. We believe that his word changes our lives and it impacts who we are. By the way, that's why you raise hands during worship. It's because you are receiving what God is offering you. So here's what it says. Jesus went up to the mountainside and he called to him those he wanted. And they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. I love that. To be with him, to send them, and check it out. Because they were given authority to be with him, to send them, and to give them authority to drive out demons. There are 12 of them. I love this. There were 12 who were chosen, and he says this. One who was appointed was named Simon, and this is the guy. This is the guy that Mark is hanging out with. He's sitting at his feet, and he's writing Peter's story. And I don't think Peter would put himself first. I think just Mark wants you to know that this is the guy who's really important, who witnessed, who saw everything that he's about to tell you. It was James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who they were given the nickname Sons of Thunder. Oh, man, that's a great nickname. Uh, what would your nickname be if, if Jesus called you? Mine would be son of really bad dad jokes. That would be mine. <laughs> he also called Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. I have entitled today's message, Everything to Gain. Everything to Gain. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this moment, this chance to learn, this chance to grow. I pray that you would give me the words. I pray that your spirit would use me in this moment. I pray that your spirit would be in us, that we would be open and receptive. And because of what we see, what we read, what we hear, and what we experience today, our lives would be changed. In Jesus' name. Amen. On your way down, look at somebody, give them a COVID high five and say, you have everything to gain. Nothing to lose. That's right. All right. All right. So I, I know that um, I've just been thinking about this. When in the, in, in the last year, have you had a conversation with somebody that went like this? I am so excited for this next year. When is the last time you had a conversation with somebody and they said, I can't wait for this next season? 
Uh, I would say the majority of us would say 90% of our conversations are um, a drag. <laughs> I, I occasionally meet with other pastors and, and uh, we have gatherings at times to talk about what's going on in the life of our churches. And I just got to be honest with you, um, it really sometimes is a drag. Because when you listen to other people talk, they've allowed the numbers, they've allowed the attendance, they've allowed the money, they've allowed everything that we're going through to set their outlook for the future. In fact, I'll just let you know the future for churches is not bright. Here we go. I love this. Research has just come out from Barna. Uh, great research. Uh, but here at the table, we just don't pay attention to it because we really don't care. I mean, we do. We do. But we're not going to let it shape who we are. You notice that, that, that Christianity and practicing Christians in the red has declined over time. And it really has not helped during the COVID season. And so as you can imagine, when I'm having conversations with pastors about these specific kind of graphs, it's like, man, our future's terrible. And it's depressing. <laughs> depressing. You've been around these people? Like, everything they talk about, it's depressing. And so I'm just going to tell you right now, I love working here at the table. I'm so honored that you allow me to be your pastor, but even more so, I love the team that I get to work with. Because here's the thing, by the way, can I just say you have an amazing staff? Like, can you, yeah, give them a hand, please, please, please. You have an amazing staff because here's the truth. A lot of them are, um, well, let's just say this, at the table, you are underpaid, if not paid, but we have really high expectations of you. And so a lot of them, when they leave here or they leave on Monday, they'll go to their second job, and I won't see them until Sunday again. And so when we're together on Sunday and Monday, we have a lot to get done, and we don't have time to talk about what's wrong with the world and wrong with people. We only have time to see the opportunities in front of us. You only have time to see the opportunity in front of you. And so when we sat together, we said, hey, over the next quarter, what's our focus? And I love it because Todd said, man, we have so much to gain in this season. He said, we have everything to gain. And we said, that's our focus for the quarter. But then I realized, this is so good, like we're just going to make it our focus for the year. That we believe in this season, we are going to seize the opportunity because this season will prepare us for the next season. And we believe that in 2021, it is about empowering people. It's about teaching people to be leaders in their life and in their faith. That's what we see in 2021. I'm going to lay this out for you. Because here's the thing. We've said this before. We said it in December. You are leading someone somewhere, whether you want to or not. Like, there are people who listen to you, who look up to you who respect you, who pay attention to you. When you walk in the room, their eyes are on you. And so whether you want to be a leader or not, people are looking at you. And so one of the things that we've been really focused on here, when, when I meet one-on-one -on -one with our staff, I met with Todd this Monday, I said, who's leading you and who are you leading? Those two questions. Who are you leading and who's leading you? Who are you leading and who's leading you? Because we think this is so important the next year. So here's the problem. You're saying, Brad, uh, if I want to be a leader, where do we begin? If leadership is the focus over the next year for us as followers of Jesus, where do we begin? 
And, and here's the truth. Can I just say this? Um, I think the problem with churches uh, in general, the big C church, is pastors, including myself, can get so focused on attendance that we have missed the whole point that most of us aren't, what I like to say, leader ready. We are not leader ready. Shame on me. Can I just like, you can say, pastor, you're doing a terrible job. You did not lead us well because we're not leader ready. And I'm just saying in 2021, that is going to change for us because I want to lead and I want you to be people who are leader ready in your lives, in your family life, in your work life, and even in your spiritual life. And so you're asking me, where do we begin? I, I can hear you saying it this morning. You're so inquisitive. I just hear it coming from you. Where do we begin? And so when I was getting ready for this message, this actually was part of I was just reading scripture and, and, and I glossed over this, this, you know, when I was reading it and I glossed over it once, I glossed over it twice, but then I, the third time I recognized it and I wish I wouldn't have seen it. Because when I read it, it was like a dagger in my heart. Now listen, I don't want you to get offended. I want you to get all hurt before we leave today, but this is just Peter's account. This is just Mark's account. This is just what happened with Jesus. Let's go back to it. It says, Jesus went up onto the mountainside, and, and, and he called to him, say it with me, those he wanted. Those he wanted. If you're taking notes this morning, I'm just going to say this right up front. Jesus was inclusive in love, but selective in leadership. Jesus was inclusive in love, and he was selective in people who would lead one of the most greatest movements in history. So, so let me just say this right up front. Inclusive in love. Listen, the cross, the resurrection, grace, like new life, redemption, restoration, change in your life, that is for everyone. We believe it's not just for you or for me, but everybody is called to experience the goodness of God in their lives. I believe it. So it's inclusive in love but selective in leadership. And, and I think some of the issue is that Jesus, the reason he only chooses 12 is because there were only 12 who were leader ready. I remember when I, when I was graduating from high school, I joined the army. Yeah, good times, you know. Um, but I remember going to the recruiting station and the, the theme back then was be all that you can be. You remember this? Back in the 90s, be all that you can be. But they also, when I walked into the recruiting station, they had this up here. I want you. I want you for the U.S. Army. Now, I get it. Most of us who've never had military experience would look at Uncle Sam and we'd say, you say that to everyone. The military will take anyone. And I'll just tell you from firsthand experience, that is not true at all. There are more people who are turned away than there are those who actually get in. And, and the, reason, yeah, the reason being is because, listen, you actually, listen, it's not that the army doesn't want you. It's not that the government doesn't want you. It's not that Jesus doesn't want you to be on his leadership team. The problem is, it's just we're not ready for it. I mean, conversation's so hard to tell people, somebody, hey, listen, uh, currently you're not tall enough for your weight, but when you get a little bit taller, just give us a call. You'll get that in a minute. When you grow out of it, uh, give us a call. 
Or we say, hey, listen, uh, we give you a test to get in. You're just not smart enough. You have to go back to school or get your education. I mean, it's really hard to tell people that. Like, the military's just not going to take anyone. And the best advice that had ever been given to me is when I started out as a youth pastor, and my father-in-law said, don't let anyone volunteer. <laughs> he said, be selective about who you surround yourself with. Be selective about the people that you choose to have around your life when you're a leader. Like, choose people that you want on your team. And so when Jesus begins the movement, he he starts it in a way and he says, listen, my love is for you, it's for everyone, but there are only a few who have the opportunity to lead this. And so part of what we love to do at the table is we love to ask questions. I know this is awkward for some of us. It's awkward for me too. Um, but I want to do some hard work this morning. Um, some of you, are your feelings are already hurt. And you're like, you know, Pouty McSnackin's over there. Well, I guess Jesus doesn't want me on my leadership team. You know, no, 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 no. Let's, let's do some hard work here for a second. Let's do some hard work. Like part of, part of the hard work is this is an opportunity for you to grow for you to gain everything, and it's the question that we have to ask. So if you're new to faith or you're new to church, uh, we're going to ask it just from another perspective, but if you're a follower of Jesus, we're going to ask this question, and here's what we do at the table. We do three things. We text. We text during church, which is so much fun. We text, we talk, and we take notes. So you can text somebody this question. You can take notes if you're an introvert and you're like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Or you can talk to the people around you. But here's the questions. For those of you who are like, I'm not all that interested in Jesus, but I do want to continue the leader leader discussion, uh, here's the question. Would my boss want me on their leadership team? Just because you're an employee at a company doesn't necessarily mean that they want you on their leadership team. There might be a reason you were just an employee. Would my boss want me on his leadership team or her leadership team? And here's the tough question from a faith perspective. This is the question that's hard to ask. This was the question that was hard for me to ask. Am I someone that Jesus would want? It really is not a fun question to answer. When you take a deep look at who you are, and if you are leader ready, this is a tough question to answer. So let's do this. Let's talk about it. Let's just throw it all out there for everyone if you're comfortable. Otherwise, you can just write and take notes. I want you to answer yes no and why yes or no and why am i someone that my boss would want or that jesus would want on his team so take a couple minutes we'll talk about that and then we'll talk about the other factor that changes it Conversation is, well, hopefully good. Uh, 
All right, let's, let's dive back in for just a second. Uh, you can, this is great conversation for when you're eating dinner today. Um, I, somebody once told me they loved coming to the table while they were dating because uh, we started asking questions that they wouldn't talk about while they were dating, and so it was actually really good for their dating relationship. So that's kind of cool. So, you know, hey, bring your boyfriend, bring your girlfriend. It's the dating at the table, uh, date night. That'd be fun. Speaking of, uh, before I dive back in, can I just say we have a new series coming up? Remind me to get to that at the end. It's about relationships. And not just um, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife thing. It's about all relationships. I'll talk about that at the end. So you're probably saying at this point, Brad, thank you for the reflection. Thank you for the question. Uh, You're helping us see what we can't see. But I want to show you something in the text that I think is equally important to being leader ready. And it is the very thing, it is the very ingredient that makes people leader ready. Now, come on, y'all know where I'm going with this? It says this, Jesus went up to the mountainside and he called to them those he wanted. And check it out. And they came to him. And they came to him. They were willing to go. I love it. The the, the phrase can also be translated. I love this. Go after it. Totally has a different meaning, doesn't it? They went after it. Like you've had a time in your life where you went after something. Like maybe you wanted to run a marathon. Maybe you wanted to take a job across the country. Maybe you wanted to move. Maybe you wanted to go to a school that was far away from your family. Uh, Maybe you just had a dream of opening your own business one day and uh and you had people in your life who said what are you waiting for just go after it it's it's so much fun I told Janelle at the beginning of the year I want to run a marathon this year and um and so I I text my sister-in-law Joy because I've never run a marathon in my life and um, she's run lots of them in fact she was just getting ready to run an ultra I think that's all you say an ultra it's like 50 100 miles I don't know she's crazy anyway um (laughs) So I just texted her and I said, hey, I'm thinking about running a marathon. And before I could ask my next question, she was like, you should do it. You should go after it. And she's like, do you have a coach? What's your plan? Are you on Strava? Do you have a watch? Do you have a waist pack? Do you have gel packs? I'm like, whoa, I'm just asking if I should run a marathon. Like, it was awesome. And she was so excited for me, but it was like, you should go after it. And I think there's one ingredient that we begin to witness in the life of the people that Jesus calls, and it's that they are willing, and they're willing to go after it. Let me just say this. They were not the most educated. They weren't the brightest. Uh, They probably were not even the best followers of Jesus. I don't know how many times, sometimes we call them the disciples because they always got it wrong. That's a little theology joke, really bad. But here's what Jesus saw. Think about this. Think about this with me. Jesus saw in them that they were people who got after it in their life. Levi, tax collector, really good at taking your money. Like, Jesus saw that he was rich and he was doing a great job at what he did. He said, I want you. I want you on my team because you get after it. Peter was a fantastic fisherman. And by the way, um, if you're not good at your job or making a living, usually you get fired. And so in this day, 
Uh, you had to be a good fisherman to make a living. And Jesus saw Peter was willing to work. <laughs> uh, Judas, remember the guy, the last one who was to be named in the 12? You remember this guy? Um, uh, uh, terrible intentions, but great follow through. Are you with me on this? You don't know the story of Judas. Judas, the one who betrays Jesus in the end. Like, terrible, terrible leadership. But what Jesus saw in him was that he could get after it. Again, bad intentions, great follow-through. I mean, this is a guy who would do anything to make it happen. And the, and the key to this is that this is that these people... When you think about what they got after, it was about that they wanted a return on their investment. They were really big on multiplying what they already had. I mean, when you're a tax collector, tax collector and you're taking money, you want to make more money. Are you with me? So they were great at getting after it. And I love this. I'm in the middle of reading this leadership book. It's called Business Made Simple. Uh, the very beginning of it's great because it has nothing to do with business, but also everything to do with business. And in the very beginning of the book is about character development. And the first characteristic of a value-driven professional is this. This is what Donald Miller says. He says, you are, you see yourself, and this is terrible language. I hated this when I read it. You're an economic product on the open market. And I do not like seeing myself as an economic product. But then he explained it. He said, people who view themselves as this way, like an economic product is something that you buy to get in return. Think about this. Nobody buys a stock and says, man, I really hope this thing goes down. <laughs> Unless you're short selling a company. I mean... <laughs> Uh, GameStop, anyone. Okay, no, <laughs> we won't go there today. Um, nobody buys a stock and says, man, I can't wait for this to go down. Companies who, or, or excuse me, owners who own like football teams and basketball teams, think about this, Tom Brady, the Buccaneers did not buy Tom Brady thinking, man, I just hope he looks really old out on the field this year. And he looks slower than he ever has before, you know. Slow Tom, man, I tell you what. Runs a 40 on a sundial. Uh, anyway. No, no, no. They, they bought Tom because they knew Tom would have a return on investment. In fact, Donald, he talks about this. Donald Miller talks about this in the book. He says, employees see themselves as people. Like, if they can get five times, if they can earn their company five times the amount of what they get paid, they find that those people are more successful and their bosses are willing to give them the responsibility and shift resources their way. I mean, why would you give it to the person who's like underproducing? No, you give it to the people who are producing. And so he says this, he says, these people, these leaders are obsessed. They are obsessed with getting a return. And so I'll just say this, um, for you, uh, being a follower of Jesus is not about mine, but it's about what you can multiply. It's about your return on his investment in you. And so here's this, I'll just say this, ready leaders are hungry for a return. That's just the truth. 
ready leaders, if you want to be leader ready, not only are you willing and you want to get after it, but the reason you get after it is because you expect a return when you make an investment in other people and in your faith. And I, and I love this thought that, that so often in faith, uh, we even sing it a song. In the old hymn, we used to say, Jesus is mine. Terrible theology, because Jesus is not yours. He is everyone's. And Jesus is not just about you, but he is about multiplying the kingdom. But we come here and we say things that are about me and mine. Think about this. When you walk in, you were already judging me and how I'm preaching. When you came in today, you thought, man, I hope the worship leader has really great hair. And if that is your value on determining whether you're going to stay, you will not be here long. Sorry, I just, I just had to do it. But when we come here, man, we say things like, oh, it, it, just, it wasn't for me. Or, or that didn't speak to me today. Um, that's not a leader approach to faith in this community. That is not a leader approach to who we are at the table. And so I just want to say to you, if Jesus built this amazing movement on people who could get after it and people who were willing, I would just ask you this. Are you willing this year? I know you're like, can you get to the part where you're going to tell us what we're going to do? We're getting to that, I promise. I just want to milk this a little bit longer. Are you willing? Do you believe in 2021 that you have everything to gain? Do you see yourself as someone who is obsessed with getting a return on Jesus' kingdom? Are you with me on this? Thank you for the amen. That's so good. I appreciate that. Are you obsessed with getting an investment or making a return in the lives that you're impacting? Do you believe in 2021 that you have everything to gain? Are you leader ready. So here's what I want us to do. This is where we come in and this is where we see the table going in the next year. This is our, this is our vision. In 2021, everything to gain is about this. It is about empowering people to become better leaders who are passionate about their purpose and God's calling in their life. This is what we see in 2021. Our investment, the greatest move that we can make is not about growing the church in terms of attendance, but it's about growing you as leaders. And when we grow you as disciples and leaders, I believe that God is honored and his church grows in a healthy way. Are you with me? It is one thing to grow, it's another when it's unhealthy. And so we just believe in making everyone as willing and as hungry and as healthy as possible. And we want to empower you this year. So you're saying, Brett, uh, how, how are we going to do that? Fantastic question. You guys are so studious today. I mean, just with it. So we're in the middle. Actually, we're at the end. I won't say we're in the middle. We're at the end. Uh, I just need to get it on a piece of paper. Right now it's on a giant whiteboard in my basement and in our kids' room. Uh, but we're in the process of developing a plan for how we develop leaders, we're calling the TLP, the Table Leadership Pipeline, not TLC, you know, tender, love, and care, but TLP, uh, Table Leadership Pipeline. And we're in the process that 
that will tie into our mission of guiding people into a forward-moving relationship with Jesus. In fact, when we're done with the plan, uh, we're going to reveal it to people, and I'm going to tell you how we're going to do that. But we believe everybody should have a pathway forward for the next year. And so there will be three opportunities and three ways for you to choose. I'll do this, this, and this. And we believe the combination of those three things will not only grow you and impact you, but you will share your story and make an impact in other people's lives. That's for another day. I don't have time for that today. But you're saying, when, when are we going to learn about this plan? Say that with me now. When will we learn about this plan? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. When will we learn about this plan? We're gonna, we, we decided that one of our goals this year is we want to have table team night. And that we believe uh, in people becoming leaders and becoming part of our team here at the table. And so anybody who wants to be a leader, um, we, we want you to be here, but I'm just letting you know we're going to grow you. And so our first table team night is going to be April 23rd. And I'm so excited for it. It's on a Friday night, 6.30. We're going to come here. Uh, I can't tell you everything because I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm just going to tell you, you'll be surprised when you get here. But we believe that we'll start holding these every quarter over the next year. And if we love it, we'll do it every month. But this is going to be a great, it's going to be about leadership. It's going to be about faith. It's going to be about, being about you becoming uh, better people in your work and in the world that you live in. I think that's so important. Faith is not just about God, although he's number one. But it's really about you leading other people where you lead at home work and school so important and so on april 23rd i'm telling you this is what the card's for in front of you you have this card and you can already fill it out and you say i would love on april 23rd and i know most of us don't know what we're doing on april 23rd which is why you should just go ahead and mark it down now but when you show up that night we are going to have a great time we have gifts for you just come for the gifts uh, no i'm just kidding you shouldn't do that um but we have gifts for you. Uh, it's going to be fun time, but really it's going to be time where we grow. And it will be the time where we begin to reveal our leadership growth plan for each of you. It will be a time where you get to pick your pathway forward over the next year. And if it works, we'll keep doing it. But we believe that this plan will multiply people and it will empower you to discover God's purpose and his calling in your life. If this message challenged you and moved you forward, personally or in faith, we encourage you to share it with someone who needs a message of hope today. And if you're interested or looking for ways to partner with us in our mission here at the table, head on over to thetablejoliet.org for more information.